Hello, welcome to the Weight Endurance Podcast. I am your host, Cody Waite, sitting across the podcasting table with my lovely co-host, Kathy Waite. Hello, everybody. And today we have three special guests uh, from our WE development team that we're excited to have here with us. We've got Sophia Forney. Hello. We've got Alex Campbell. Hey, first time on the show. Welcome. And we got Jack Audron. 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 How do you pronounce it? Odrin? Odrin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's been on our team for like almost a year now. And yeah. I still struggle <laughs> with his name. But. Right, we're excited to have these three fine young people. Yes, exactly. So we're on to episode 44 of the podcast. And this week we want to take a little time out from training tips and whatnot. And instead introduce all of you listeners to members of our we development team and... Um, the main reason being we've just launched our 2021 program, um, what would you call it, enrollments yeah, and you, application last process. Last week at Winter Park, you spent a lot of time updating the website, and we have new stuff because we not only will have kind of our core group of kids, but we're going to expand to another like feed team. Right, exactly. So I thought it would be a good, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. fun to have a few of the members, current members um, of the team here and kind of do like a little interview with them as well so um cool well before we get to that should we do our yeah what, what have we been up to what have we been up to yeah so i'll, I'll let you lead because you were not on the show last week i did a, a solo show which i think turned out fairly well but it did turn out so welcome well. back Kathy. thank you yep <laughs> i did listen to podcast 43 when i was driving on a very long errand over the weekend and it was good he did a wonderful job oh thanks a few ums but I do that as well. Yeah, I got to work on the ums. The ums. Um, uh, I just said um. <laughs> so what have I been up to? I spent the whole week, as as you know, just playing pickleball and relaxing. And actually, my sister and her two kids were in town, so there was less relaxing than I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, as I showed them around town, and we hiked and we played, and we actually came up one day back to Winter Park to visit you. It was a good week. I definitely was exhausted from our training, our training camp. camp. Yep. It was the most hours, the most hours I have ridden in, gosh, maybe, well, I guess I probably did the same amount in Arizona, so in six, seven months. Yeah. And a lot more climbing than I'd done in a while. I think it was like 18,000 feet for me. Um, all above 9,000 All above, feet yeah. Elevation. And then we had the stress of Sophia, who's sitting here with us, um, she had she had smashed her face into the ground. Knocked herself out. Yeah, we, you didn't concussion. mention it in, in the podcast last um, episode by yourself, but the stress of worrying about her and caring for her like really, really got me, and I was completely yeah. annihilated last week. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment, her accident and concussion right. and what we've learned and whatnot from that. And the good news is she's fine, right? You're I'm all good as now. normal as maybe you've ever been. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, but an interesting takeaway is what you said, the the stress level of a loved one, someone you care about hurting themselves Mm -hmm. and and you being the mom taking care of that person, um, increased your stress level significantly. I did, right. I, the day I got back from Winter Park, I think I slept 11 and a half hours that night. Because you were just exhausted. I was exhausted and that's not normal. Like eight or nine is good for me. And not only did I sleep a lot the whole week, but I had like two swollen lymph nodes under my right armpit, and it freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, I have COVID. What have I done? Right, right. Um, called my sister, who's a PA, but we just decided it was stress and exhaustion, and I got better pretty quickly. And Yeah, 
and felt more myself by the weekend. Yeah, and recognizing that increase in stress outside of training, like life stress, told us that you needed to reduce the physical training stress. Not only because you did a big training week, but compounding that with, you know, an accident with a loved one. That was a means to really take an easy week, which you mostly did. I mostly, well, mostly did. Pickleball. I know what you're going to say. Too much pickleball. There is never too much pickleball, well, people. Four hours a day. Is- <laughs> <laughs> four hours a day. Uh, I personally never played, so. Well, i got to get you out we'll of the court. In the court. It's oh, so man. fun. I'm recruiting everyone I know. So I'm while we're after three minutes. <laughs> is it that hard? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty intense. You're focused. You're, there's a lot of quick movements. Kathy plays it very intensely, too. So. What? I put the other day and my butt cheeks were sore. <laughs> Your butt cheeks were sore? Yeah. Engaging the Well, glutes. one of the best things Jack ever said to me in the whole year I've known him was just acknowledging after I took him to play a few times that it was way harder than he thought. Oh, yeah. And you thought I had been exaggerating all winter. Oh, yeah. I thought you were being kind of dramatic. I was so <laughs> sore. No, I was so sore the next day. I think I was trying to do intervals or something and my legs were like locking up. I was like, oh no, this is not good. It was a pickleball. That's awesome. There you go. Kathy's got a validation. I have been known to be dramatic, but I was being for real about pickleball. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of the training camp, maybe each one of our young riders here can chime in on how it went and how was your level of fatigue. We'll get to you last because you had a special case. But I mean, how for you, Jack, how was the, the training camp? It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great time up in winter park. Um, so the volume wasn't wasn't too much for me. Right. Like it was like a normal amount of hours for me. Right. But it felt like the altitude is really getting to me. Mm-hmm. Like I felt a lot more fatigued than I normally would mm-hmm. riding those hours in Denver. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was tons of fun. It was great doing the intervals on the um the fire road. Yeah. So we got to go up the fire road and then go down the trails. Down the fun trails. Um, yeah. And that could yeah. contribute to some extra fatigue too, because you're doing it all on your mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And coming down those trails, you know, you have to be extra focused. There's a lot more, yeah, like, for sure. Just physical rather than road riding um, for the descents and things. So. Jack, have you spent much time in Winter Park on the trails? No, actually, no. It was pretty much my first time riding up there. I mean, I was up there for nationals. Um, Ethan, oh, right. uh, another kid on the development team, um, we went up there last before nationals, last year before nationals, to try and acclimate for like I think it was like nine days or something. Mm-hmm. And so we rode up there a little, but we didn't really know our way around anything. So we just rode some of the trails. We did a couple passes, but yeah, I love it up there. It's it's super nice. Yeah, I really like it too. Yeah, it was so much fun at the condo and stuff, just hanging out with everyone. With the team, yeah. It was great. You guys had yeah. a good time. So yeah, so yeah. fill our listeners in. We rented a condo for the team, and you and I, Kathy and I, were in our RV outside of the condo. Mm-hmm. So we for kinda, our sanity. Yeah, gave them their space inside the the condo yeah and actually Alex being the elder member of our young team was wise enough to get his own condo from a neighbor uh of his which I think yeah, you, you really you know yourself oh, pretty well uh, like, no, you can't I, I really enjoyed that, that yeah <laughs> that was a smart <laughs> move you no. were shifting in there it was like be home from the ride by two in the afternoon have lunch pass out on the couch for a few hours yeah make dinner tv bed no and that wasn't screaming, no the craziness. Other condo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. So it was a little messy. You would have lost your mind. Oh, I would have lost my mind for sure. Yeah. Well, you are familiar with Winter Park. You've done a few of the races. Uh yeah, right. you know, it's I used to race those races um more frequently a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know, when I was a younger junior, maybe like around fifteen, okay. sixteen years old or something like that. But, okay. What did you think uh, about the camp? Uh I had a good time. I was completely smoked the week after. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, you and me both kid. yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I've been struggling this summer with the whole COVID-19 crisis, like just like motivating to get out and ride yeah. by myself is something that I really struggle with. So one thing that I really like about the development team is how we're able to like ride as a unit, like almost every day. Right. Yeah, like, I guess awesome. under normal conditions. Yeah. And so this year, especially I did pretty well with my training up until about, um, May and then ever since then with like the uncertainty of racing it's really been on and off yeah and yeah and I don't think so. you're alone I think our listeners I think myself us, yeah. I mean yeah. you Kathy I mean we've all been like this roller coaster of emotions of oh it's brutal yeah, yeah. like keeping your fitness up it, are we gonna race you think you are and then and then can't, races just kept getting canceled and pushed further out yeah and, and then at one point at some point you just think I don't I don't even want to race anymore Forget right it. right it's too stressful yeah, I mean that's where I'm at right now I'm, I'm yeah. bagging it pretty much yeah. at this point so right. yeah there's a couple like small local races opening up here but it's sort of like do we really want to like push ourselves and kind of scared too yeah to be honest. <laughs> scared too. yeah well and Alex is getting ready to go back up to college well I guess west not up right. so he's gonna head out to Grand Junction to CMU tomorrow Oh, is it tomorrow? Okay. Is it tomorrow? No, I don't know. Okay, I soon. really don't know when I'm leaving. Well, okay. really soon Sometimes you're going back. Yeah. Well, I have to be there next Tuesday. That's okay. That's like the drop deadline. So. Okay. So yeah, a lot of big transitions with the school year starting up, and yeah, it's a, it's been an interesting year to say the least. Um, hopefully, oh, one. Sophia needs to talk about the team camp. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting week. <laughs> so it started out good for the first half. Um, it's training with them. It was all good. When you love hanging out with everybody. Yeah, it was a blast. And then on Thursday, so like halfway through, um, we were going up the fire road, doing the intervals, coming down the trail. And on the last um, interval, we were coming down. We were going down a trail called Paperboy. And it was a jump line kind of trail. Um, something I hadn't, I hadn't ridden yet. Um, so we, I went off a jump. And I don't remember this, but I just kind of fell flat on my face. Yeah. Yeah, the landing didn't go too well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't remember that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Jack was right behind you, so oh, yeah. I think he thought you had died. Yeah, scorpions. Quite, I got knocked out cold. Traumatized. Everyone thought I died. I think you. I think you guys need to explain this because I. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, I can jump in and fill fill in. So yeah, we we just had finished doing five times twenty minutes up the fire road. So pretty solid workout. Mm-hmm. So I think we were all a little tired too. So that could have been maybe a slight yeah. mistake, number one, <laughs> of then trying to, you know, send it down a, a, a new trail, at least, um, a little fatigued. But anyway, we were riding down the trail. We were all, I think we were actually all together. Well, you, Kathy. No, yeah, I was with Issa Kennedy. and Kennedy on Green World because that's where I feel comfortable. Right. So you did your thing, yeah. but then the rest of us, so there was like 10 of us or so, or eight or nine at least, in a line ripping down the trail. Pretty compact line going really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sophia said, there was like a series of jumps and things. and Large jumps. Large jumps, Big. yeah. Um, and that trail, Paperboy, as a side note, I wrote it later in the camp once everyone else had left. And um, I think that thing should be like a black because the speed you can generate is you can get so, so high. Much. Yeah, because it's yeah. so smooth and the berms are perfectly built and... Like, if someone wants to launch themselves, they certainly can. And yeah, I think she, I pulled up too far. I think that's what happened. Right. If you add a little body English yeah. or whatever, you're <laughs> going to truly send it. And when you're in a cross-country bike, I will country never bike, go down that trail. Not ideal. So, mm-hmm. 
But anyway, yeah, we're ripping down, and <laughs> we were in the back. I was probably, if there were eight of us, I was probably fourth, and then you were fifth. I was behind, Jack was and then sixth, and I think Alex, Alex was behind Jack. Yeah, yeah I was in the very, very back. Okay. Oh, you were in the very back, and then Blake was in there as well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I heard, you know. Noise. Well, yeah, I could hear behind me the whole way, and then suddenly not hear behind me. Uh, so it was like, okay. oh, you know. And then I heard some, one of you guys yelled, like, crash, or, you know, like, hold up. So. Oh, I stopped and ran back up, and yeah, she was there laying on the ground, knocked out with some with blood. Blood all over she her face. She had cut her the inside of her mouth, so there was a lot of blood in her mm-hmm. around her mouth. So it was very traumatic <laughs> to look at, <laughs> and um, so we had a moment of panic, figuring out who to call and what to do. And um, thankfully, there was a helpful first responder type person that happened to be coming down the trail that sort of took over checking you out basically yeah and, yeah, and you had to wait for like the bike paramedic lady to come yeah so they were pretty quick i mean there was a lady on a bike as a patrol that came um and was able to check all the like vital things mm-hmm. and over those few minutes it was finally like i could take a breath that like okay we're gonna she's gonna live she's not paralyzed she's you know got all her teeth all these kind of positive things it's like you know doesn't seem to have any broken bones and um, that sort of thing. And then they called a little, like, hand-wheeled cart to load her into. Because I couldn't walk because I was so dizzy. Yeah, you were really dizzy. Um, and they kind of wheeled her down a steep side of the mountain, and then there was a truck she could get in, and they took her the rest of the way In down. the meantime, I'm waiting down at the clinic, the ER clinic, for y'all to get back down, panicking and um, worried. Yeah. So. I was really glad you weren't there, though, because yes. that okay. would be very hard for anyone. Jack, are you glad I wasn't there, <laughs> That would have been so bad. If you saw what happened... Yeah. No, I don't... I, I'm, I couldn't sleep that night because I had created the video in my head of what had happened, and I I just kept replaying it over and over again. It was well, awful. Yeah, it was definitely tragic. But what was amazing is how little you actually got hurt out of it. Yeah, I mean, concussion aside, those are always serious. But like, I, you didn't went, break anything. I went to the dentist, and they they were even shocked that I didn't break any teeth. Like the way I fell and the, the way you're cutting the mouth. Yeah, they were like shocked. Yeah. So, and the, the doctors at uh, the ER, the base at Winter Park, were amazing, and the nurses were so kind and caring. And, yeah, it just, it's been a lot of sleeping and recovery. Yeah, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday at camp, you were sleeping couch like, surfing it. Yeah. A lot of sleep. and 12 hours a night, two naps a day. That <laughs> <laughs> was like having a toddler again. <laughs> and then we got her into the pediatrician, the PT uh, clinic, and the dentist. The Monday we got back, and they checked her out. She's been to the PT Again, for a more complete diagnostic procedure. Uh, Then David at Cascade was awesome. He just put her through this whole battery of tests where she had to, like, move her head quickly, up and down, side to side, move her eyeballs quickly, just to test, like, the level of dizziness and kind of, like, dysfunction of her brain. Uh, He was very pleased by her progress. progress, um, And she's going back today, actually, as soon as we're done recording this, for a follow-up. Everyone's really pleased with how she's doing. And her face is healed perfectly. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Yeah, I would say that I cry that to sleep in a SIA. That's definitely helped my face a lot. Kudos to our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> well placed. Well placed. Yes. Well done. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. In a blink of an eye, things can change, but yeah. we feel very grateful she's okay. Yeah, and that's a real takeaway of, you know, we mountain biking. Biking of any kind is a dangerous sport that we're choosing to be a part of, but, you know, trying to minimize risks when we can and being grateful for when we walk away from things like that mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is good. So, 
Um, all right, should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Interview Mr. Campbell. Yeah, so let's start. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, basically the rest of the show, I just, we want to go around and kind of mini interview the three writers just to give our listeners a better feel for them and what we Devo is all about and um, things of that nature. Yeah. So, well, cool. I'll, I'll start it off. I mean, we met Alex um, a little over three years ago now, right? right? So, so Kathy and I um, coached the NICA, um, which is the high school league mountain bike series. It's a national league, the Colorado chapter, um, the local Green Mountain composite team. And we stepped in as co-head coaches. Um, and at the time, it was a team of like 13, 14 riders, I think. Something like that. Well, I don't even remember. Don't it was it was, it was small yeah. compared to a lot of the other programs. Right. But, right. I'm not even sure we had 13. Yeah, but... It may have been something like eight or so. Yeah. And you were the oldest. I you were the you only were the senior. You were a senior. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we stepped in and coached and you know I think initially well you had a little bit of like apprehension yeah and a little sour taste from previous coaches I think <laughs> the previous years yeah the, the, the team. two years prior were uh just a bit rough you didn't yeah well. to, to say the least <laughs> to the say coaches. the least yeah and but I feel like we hit it off right away yeah I was yeah. and I was surprised yeah, it yeah. I think when we started, you were apprehensive of us because you're like, "Oh, here we go, and that's some more coaches coming in, and more goofballs." That was right. that was pretty much my attitude about it. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> you were already a yeah. accomplished rider. You know, you were 17, 18 years old, and um, had already been racing for four, five, six years or something. Yeah, I mean, I think I started racing bikes like seriously and all the time, full time in seventh grade. Right. So right. how old I was then, like 13? Yeah, your dad got you like... into it pretty early. Yeah. 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 Well, one of my first memories of you, tell me if you remember this. Okay. So we did a workout over at Green Mountain, our local trail to everybody who's listening. And we were doing intervals up the Green Mountain Fire Road. And it's tough. It's super steep. It's awful. Yeah. And I was riding with you. I'm not, I think we just happened to start together. And then I thought, oh God. I don't want him to think I, I suck. I'm and I turned myself like inside out to stay with you the whole way. I thought yeah. I was gonna die by the time I got to the top. But I was like, I wanted to impress you, so you thought I was like a cool coach. And didn't you and try to talk to him too while you were suffering? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like seriously dying, but I, like I wanted to impress you, so no, you thought that we were, we were not going slow at all. No, I was I was really surprised because at that point, like there weren't very many people at all that I would go ride with. Keep where I wasn't crushing like, it way ahead, yeah. way ahead of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I was like, been acting casual. I yeah. thought I was gonna die. <laughs> no, and I was like, oh my god, like these people are the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I think over that year, we the three of us really kind of seemed to mesh well together. Yeah, well, I um, love you to death. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you guys are some of my closest friends now. So yeah, it's been great, and mm. and I remember that year going. That was your story. Was the beginning of the year right. and then my story is came at the end of the year as we were approaching the state championships um for the high school league you know each race you were kind of like getting better and better and we were back at green mountain again where we train often and doing some vo2 intervals mm, and I at the time I yeah i had a power power meter on my bike but you didn't and we were doing like some intervals and we were going hard and you i was not dropping you anymore in fact you were like pushing me 
to get up the you know the two minute hill or whatever it right. was and it i think at the end of that workout and we had about 10 more days till state that it was i kind of told you like hey you are in really good shape and have a good yeah. chance here at state and everything yeah. you had done had paid off and um, but Alex, I'll throw some kudos out there. Alex, you are an amazing descender. You're just ridiculously good at yeah going downhill, technical stuff, jumping off stuff. So, yeah, I've been in awe of you since the day <laughs> I met you. <laughs> you could do what you could do on a bike. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. jealous. And then sure enough, 10 days later or whatever, in Eagle, um, where the um, state yeah. was. That was that year, you have an Eagle. Yeah, I mean, that was a four-lap race, I think. Or five, four laps. Four, yeah. And it was like you started, and I think you were like 10th-ish first lap, and yeah. you were like making your way. Yeah, well, that race was tight for yeah, at least tough. two or three laps. It got tight yes. up until about the last lap, and stuff started to blow up. Right. Um, yeah, that was the best race you I fourth, had. fourth, right? Fourth, yeah. yeah. And you were like a second behind Oh, third. I nearly got third. I was in third for most of the race. Oh, I remember when or, it was like, so, not most of the race, most of the last lap. I remember that and I think he got you right before the haymaker descent. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's hard to pass. I had just burned all my matches well, at that point. Well, it was freaking close and yeah, you were it so was. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was, was up really... on top of that haymaker hill and watched it all and like unfold at the end and you were just so amazing and yeah. I was screaming my head off for you. Yeah, no, I mean that was yeah. So that was the best race I'd had oh, in did awesome. years, years. Yeah. Still the best race I've had in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that was really great. And for those unaware of Nike racing and kind of on the national level like I think and you guys can chime in and correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think the Colorado League is probably the most competitive mm-hmm. in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. California might be a close second. Maybe mm-hmm. those two. Because um, they have a north and south as well. But, um, like, the depth of the Colorado, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Like, not only are they extremely fast, but there's, like, ten guys or more that are extremely fast. And there's three or four or five extremely fast girls as well. So Right, who would do well at the, the national years. level. Yeah, they it's would, not like you're they win national. It's not like and, Alex was fourth at state and then he'd be like 50th in the country. Yeah. He'd be still right up there. Yeah, so the, like when Alex was in the Nike League, I mean, I think Chris Blevins was still, right? And, um, um, nah, I was a little too late for Well, was he like a senior when you were a freshman maybe yeah, or something I like that? Maybe... But I mean, maybe I was a sophomore or something. Yeah, I don't remember. I I remember that he won one race by like seventeen minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what the gap was to second. Yeah. Wow. Like, okay, Chris. Yeah. So no, Chris Blevins is amazing. And road racers other than Osep Koos, I mean, he was a Nike from Colorado. Um, I mean, the Jenkins guy. Nick, yeah, the Jenkins Nick brothers. And, uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? I'm totally blanking. Nick, Nick and Nolan. Yeah, Nolan yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, I've known them for a long time. Yeah, so, yeah, and then currently, well, he unfortunately couldn't race his senior year. Or no, he did last year. Yeah, Riley did. Amos, he's like the number one ranked junior in the world, I think, or close to it. Yeah, we have a lot of so, great kids. Yeah, I mean, the Colorado League is like no joke. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a pro race almost. Yeah. So. <laughs> Nadell, Elwood Brothers, Jack Tanner, any, anyone from Boulder. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Boulder basically. or Durango, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, are up there, but we're bringing the the Denver area contingent. Absolutely, up we too, are. So. Um, well, yeah. So we go back those years, and then before we started the show, we were rehashing like how we Devo kind of came together, and we said that like mm-hmm. it really is was bookended with this idea of here's Alex, a graduating senior in the high school level, you know, going off and 
what does this young person that's now 18 years old do? And then we had Sophia, our daughter, who was coming in as a freshman. And so we had kind of a freshman senior bookend, and it was like, this is really cool. He's getting these young riders into serious level mountain bike racing, but like Nike is great and all, but it's only a few weeks of the year. And what do we do the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of stemmed our whole idea of like creating We Devos, yeah, like a year round program. So, um, yeah, so you two are like the, the founding father and mother concept. of the team. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, which is really cool. So, yeah, so then fast forward, I mean, you've been on the We Devo, well, we coached you the next year. Right. Before we had We Devo. Um, yep. And then that's what we've worked We Devo together. And yeah. then you've been with us for the two more years, mm-hmm. last year and this year. Yeah. Um, you know, what are some things like you've taken away from the whole We Devo experience? Um, man, riding with other people makes riding much more enjoyable and fun. That would probably be the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know. Let's like So Cody is not like the first professional coach that I worked with. Um, I had a, another coach when I was, I was pretty young, maybe a little too young to be trying to train like seriously like that. And, um, and then, uh, let's see, maybe like two years went by and, you know, I didn't do a lot of like formalized training and then like I went into that final high school league season and like got on form for the first time in like a long time. And then, um, so I've like really like learned how to like train again and, you know, take it seriously, do specific, like, specialized workouts to, like, train all my different power zones and, you know, build endurance, which is, that's one thing that I've, like, really come a long way on with your program is endurance. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe when I started with you guys, 25 miles was kind of a big ride. Right. You know, now we'll go ride 100 and that's a big ride now. Right, right. Yeah, you've really blossomed and developed as a young writer. Yeah. We've kind of watched you come into your own. It's It's yeah. been really a blessing and a joy. Well, another fun story, too. Oh, I know you like telling stories. I love stories, but which was one it, are you going to tell? I think it was this base builder season before last with Alex, and we were like, we had just done a power test, and it was like, we asked them all to run into the bathroom individually and weigh themselves. Oh, I love this and story. And he comes out. <laughs> yeah, you tell this. Yeah, yeah. You tell this. Or what Wait, did you guys do you remember this? I do remember this, yeah. So um, this was the winter after the my final high school league season. And so I was I was a senior. And I had actually, I had broken my hand. That's right. And so oh, right. Uh, Cody, like, texted me. And he goes, hey, do you want to come and start training at the gym with us? That's right. Yeah, okay. That text message alone probably changed my life in more ways than not for the <laughs> oh. better. And that was great. So I came in, I started like lifting with a gimpy hand and a cast on <laughs> That's right. and riding on the trainer. And so, and then eventually, you know, I, I healed and got, got the cast off and, um, you know, I did a lot of like heavy weight lifting for the first time in my life, you know, did all these workouts like weekly. Like, I don't know, I was probably at the gym four or five days a week, right? every were, week yeah. for all winter. And then uh, they put me on the scale after we did a power test so that we could figure out, like, watts per kilo. Yes. Okay. And I weighed, like, 172 pounds. I remember you came out of the little room. And, your face and you were like, like, dude, I was shocked. What the hell? Like, I weigh what? And I didn't remember the number. Oh, I went from being, like, 145 to being 170, basically, <laughs> in a winter. It's all in your quads. Yeah, no, right. literally. And that wasn't the training program. I'm sure it contributed some, but it was just the development oh, well, stage no, I, of your I life. Oh, no, I gained a whole shitload of muscle. And muscle, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And it was just right in time with, like, your, you know, fully developed yeah, growing up. A, a, as a man. To well, the same thing happened yeah. this winter with Jack. And with I did Alicia the exact Jack. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it was Ethan, too, but it's definitely you. Oh, and, it was me. I put on, like, 10 pounds over the winter. Yeah, you kind of freaked out. Yeah, I feel Alex. <laughs> yeah. I did the exact same thing. Dude, squats and deadlifts, man, that packs the pounds on, like, really quick. <laughs> it like, really it's all does. It's like muscle in your legs and whatever, so it's not, like, bad weight. Right, it gives you watts. But it's... Yeah, it comes well, quick. It's perfectly appropriate for both of you. You're both tall, and you, yeah, both were in that the age that you need to put on muscle. But right. It shocked both of you. Yeah, when we met both of you individually, like you're My both scrawny. like six two, six three. I'm about six one. Six yeah. one. Six, six, six two. Six two. Okay. Yeah. So you both are tall, and you were skinny, and now you've like bulked out and gained some muscle, yeah. which is yeah. good. So, so for our listeners out there, our young ones in particular, like. Don't be afraid of gaining weight in terms of muscle because then muscle equates to more power, and that's far more important than being skinny and not powerful. So, um, we want to get stronger, and then when you're a little bit older, then you start concerning yourself with trying to squeeze out every little drop of fat you can. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that, that story is a fun one as well. Well, and just, the, the other story we wanted to talk about was the amazing accomplishment of Sophia and Alex joining forces to be the quad squad and racing Firecracker 50 up in Breckenridge. Right. Which is to date my most favorite race. Your favorite race. Yeah, so for our listeners, Firecracker 50 is on the 4th of July every year in Breckenridge, Colorado. And it's a two-lap, 50-mile race, so two 25-mile laps, lots of climbing, fun, super fun trails. Oh, super fun. It's a big event. There's like a parade and the race and then a big hangout, you know, festival-y kind of thing afterwards. And you and I, Kathy and I, have done this Many, many years, years. And, and several is like a duo team so like one rider does one lap and then you trade number plates and the other rider does the other lap so then as alex and sophia were you know more than capable to do the race they were a team and this was two, two yeah well you and i won in ago. 2017 and 2018 and they raced for the first time together as a as a pair in 2018 and we got first and they got fourth they got but it was fourth. not it was really close cuz Sophia was pretty new her first year oh, she was of a baby racing. still yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 15, I could barely 16 or ride something bike. 15 no. <laughs> but it was really close and and then last year I couldn't race because of my injury so you paired with Alex's younger brother Ryan and you two won the male duo right and Sophia and Alex rejoined and they won they crushed it yeah I was freaking out. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, that was great. Yeah. That was super cool. That's no, probably one of my favorite races. Yeah. It's, I mean, you had a really fast lap. I mean, yeah. both of you did, but yeah. I remember specifically yeah. your lap. I mean, we were like within seconds of each other. Oh, yeah, I know. Time, I know. So. And I, I was, this first year we did, I was so disappointed. I went out there, I had like a pretty mediocre lap and like, I don't know, I think it was like two hours, two minutes or something like that. Okay. that that's fast. Right. To do that lap, but I really you, wanted the sub two hour. That's yeah. what I wanted, and I just missed it. And now the next year, I went out there and I Crushed lit it, it up. You <laughs> yeah. did so. light it up. I have pictures of you at the end of the race, and you're sitting in a chair. You're so you're out like, of it. Oh my god! Completely like, ugh. Yeah, toast. yeah. And so this year was supposed to be the big showdown. The big showdown of Cody and Kathy versus Sophia and Alex for. Oh lordy! And thankfully, COVID happened. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it crushed them. Well, I know. I didn't want to admit it because I kept. Saying I could, we could still win, and I got in an argument with Todd Gangelhoff that we were gonna still crush you, young folks. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I, think, I don't so. think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, and actually, one more thing though about that race, Jack and Ethan had paired up in two thousand nineteen, and you guys got 
fifth, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we got fifth in the male duo. And that's, okay. we that's didn't know who you really were. Good. That's yeah. freaking awesome. It's a very competitive race. Very so. competitive. Um, yeah, and the men's duo in particular. There's a lot of Yeah, that's impressive. I think there's like 150 male duo teams that Something. do it. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. And you guys got fifth, so boop. Right. Good job. Um, cool. Well, well, I w- Any other ideas? Alex, we'll finish with your interview because okay. we, we keep getting sidetracked by right. all these fun stories. But um, what what things do you think you've learned as a a mountain biker, as a racer, as a rider over the last couple of years? Oh, oh man, where to start? Pr- probably, I mean, I guess as as an as an athlete in like a individual sport like mountain biking or running, I guess would be another good example. Is like you got to you know, know yourself, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're not doing your workouts to benefit a team. You're doing your workouts to benefit yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can't just go so deep into the red that you end up overtrained cause then that makes you slower in, in, in the end. And, um, so, uh, last year I had a pretty good run in with overtraining. I actually got pretty sick with like a fever, the week of mountain bike nationals and ended up not being able to race. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I think more than anything with this program, I've learned how to like meter myself, you know, know myself, um, and you know, do the workouts well, yeah, not overdo it. Right, also not to underdo it. Right. Right. I think as I was going to say, I feel like you've learned both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. that you've mm-hmm. learned. You can do more, you can ride more miles, you can do more workouts. Right. On the other hand, you've also learned, like, for you personally, this is your limit. You, If you right. don't sleep well, if you have extra stress, like, you're learning what what your limit is on the other side. Yeah, yeah. And I tend to, what I've found is I tend to recover slower than mm-hmm. a lot of other people. Um, so that's important to know. And, yeah. You know, yeah, if you can learn those things about yourself, it's really important. It'll, you know, make life significantly easier trying to train for competitive cycling yeah, absolutely. And it takes several years to figure it out. And you've been at this for a long time. So oh, yeah. You've been able to figure that out. I think I would say of all, all the young riders on our team, you're well, you happen to be the oldest, but you happen to be the most like in tune with that, I guess. And mm-hmm. When you say, Kathy, so, kind yeah. of recognizing that fatigue. Because when we're young, and I've been in this boat, Jack, you're in this boat, Sophia's mm-hmm. in this boat, it's like... You just want to keep training, keep training, keep training, and I'm not tired. I'm not tired. Oh, we've heard Jack say that many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm saying it now. I'm tired. Right okay. Now. Well, that that makes us feel better that you're not a total idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that's great that you recognize that, and you definitely have it spot on that like that will keep you in the sport longer, and probably have greater results over many years with because of that. Yeah, so, certainly. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Not that you can't talk the rest of the podcast. Um, but... Boy, I don't know. Check my notes. Oh, yes. Alex, our studious engineering <laughs> student from CMU. Right, we forgot to mention uh, Oh, yeah. He's in a, going in as your junior year to uh, CMU? Yes, my first of two junior years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five-year plan. That's all right. So. I'm making it eight years. Yeah. Eight years for Sophia? Eight years from college. Maybe more. Good Lord. What are you going to yeah, study? I don't know. Any other notes, bud? Oh, I don't know. This is just all the questions he sent me that I should have answers prepared for. So, uh, favorite part of Wii development? I think we've been over that. Mistakes. Uh, learned. All right. Well, you pipe in whenever, whenever something else yeah. comes to mind. All right. We'll yeah. move on. That's cool. 
Well, let's move to the other spectrum, um, the younger end of the spectrum with Sophia. So Sophia's our daughter, for those that aren't sure of that or aware of that. Um, well, she has a different last name, she has so a different it's last a bit name. confusing. Sophia yeah. Forney. Um, I've been training with them, like, my whole life, basically. Right. Like, running for, like, until ninth grade and then biking until now. Right. So you and I met when you were about five. You had just turned five, basically. Yeah. And you were super annoying. Because I'm coming in and I was, you know, interested in your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was in love with you from the start and she would always say, you're so cute. Right, right. You're so cute. Right. Um, But no, in all seriousness, you were adorable. And um, it was really, I feel very honored to be able to be in your life. And then I think I was there helping you learn how to ride a bike for the first time. Oh, you were at the tennis court at that park. Yeah, which is really neat. And then... At the time, you and I were in, well, I was into triathlon racing and subsequently got you, Kathy, into triathlon. (laughs) Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Um, Into triathlon racing. And then we ended up getting um, all three girls, Emma, Noelle, and Sophie, into running when they were young. Yeah. Emma's career was quite short. Yeah. Her (laughs) season. (laughs) And then um, Sophia and her twin sister, Noelle, really dug into the running and got to yeah, so I thought that was my, my, I thought that was where I was going in my life, was I was going to be like a world-class runner. Um, <laughs> that that dream ended At kind six of years old, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you were a good runner. It was but okay. Yeah, I think you're built a little too, like, muscular to yeah, be. Yeah, a bit big. As, no, you're not big, but you're muscular, so I think you, <laughs> your body type is suited more for mountain biking yeah. or cycling in general than a f- waif of a runner mm-hmm. yeah. in that world. Yeah, and me being a cyclist, I actually hesitated and delayed getting you guys on bikes because I think it's really hard when you get little kids, like 6 to 10 years old, on bikes because the ratio of your body weight to the bike weight is so skewed. It'd be like us riding a 100-pound bike, and that wouldn't be fun. Oh, my God. Sophia, do you remember that summer I tried to take you and Noelle on a bike ride? Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, you oh, in the summer. Yeah, it was so stupid. I think I've actually told the story 40 before, pound but it was like 30 bike, or 40 pound bikes, bikes, and they maybe weighed 50 It was 100 degrees. It was 100 degrees. It was really dumb. And we made it about two miles, and they were beet red, crying. I, I thought I had ruined their love of bikes. I had to make them like wait on the side of the trail. I went back to the car. I picked them up. We went to Sonic and got cherry limeades or something like that to cool them down that saved the day yeah it was so stupid though but yeah the bikes were just too heavy yeah but i think you learned a lot through running Um, yeah i learned how like like get into it with my body and just like feel how to pace myself and suffer and to suffer that that's most important because running is you suffer the most i think yeah way more than biking right because biking there's a lot of fun parts running no offense to runners listening it's there's not a lot of fun parts (laughs) (laughs) um um so then uh the spring of eighth grade year, I finally got a nice bike, kind of. Or nice it was bike. a lightweight bike. Yeah, it was, it was a lightweight was bike. Nice. And then I started doing a couple of races. And then going into ninth grade, we did Nika, and you were my coach for that. And we were like, you were like walking us through all the intervals and stuff. And right. And you loved it right Yeah, from the I, I was, like, I loved it. On the so Christmas much. prior, we got you the, is that the light bike? You yeah. Know, the yeah. carbon bike. But the all rigid. Yeah, we got, so we got started all, her and her sister. Noel out on fully rigid. You remember bikes. this, Alex? Dude, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fully, they were carbon. So they were, to be fair, they were like the 650B, you know, twenty seven point five wheels, 
and they were pretty darn light. Dude, they were like were they were light. So 17 light. and a half pounds or something, <laughs> so, you know, one by, um, and they were like small sizes. And so they were like wicked light. Cause I, my opinion is if, if a kid is under or a person's under a hundred pounds body weight, they need a really light weight bike to make it even fair. And then the thought was get you on a rigid bike. So you learned how to like Line look choice. at a trail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Actually, I, I'm so glad you did that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that worked out for you. And the goal was, okay, if you, if we ride all summer and you decide to join the high school mountain bike team and, and race, then we'll get you a, a suspension fork because yeah. then you'd become, you'd be at a disadvantage without one. So, um, and we did that, switched that over. Um, and then you kind of took off. How was the freshman year of well, high school racing? I started in the freshman category and I won won the first race <laughs> yeah i remember that I won like the Are first two races and then i got bumped up to jv and then i got my my butt kicked at state i got like fourth or something well it's because you didn't have the points to be in the front line so you were, oh yeah oh, so i started right. yeah. at a disadvantage when you when they made you upgrade yeah you were yeah. dead ro- dead last start yeah it wasn't fair like, well you the second to last race the one in granby you went from dead last to first yeah, well, then there was, like, um, I was, like, bumping elbows with a competitor of mine, mm-hmm. Ruth Holcomb, and she, I actually got second, I think. Yeah, you yeah. were ahead, and she got around you, and she beat you I think I was second, yeah. Um, yeah, and then sophomore year, I think I was in varsity, right? Yeah. I think so. I, I think lost so, track. Yeah. yeah, then you raised varsity the last two years, and then um, this year it's not happening, but you wouldn't have been on the race anyway because you actually graduated high school early. Yeah. So you were no well longer a high school student. Yeah, how does that feel to be grad graduated? It feels a little weird. I feel like I'm a, a grown up now, but I don't feel like a grown up. Right, you're enrolling in college classes. I'm we're trying to make you figure out how to do that, right? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not working too well. <laughs> well, their their website's terrible. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about being on the Devo team, kiddo? Well, I think it's really fun because we all get to train together and like do intervals together, which is super motivating. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to go hard. Um, it's just like fun. Like I love like the com- the camaraderie of it. Yeah, you love your buddies. Yeah, that's like the best part. Too. Yeah, I think Alex that goes that. Yeah, I think it's also nice because like you guys tell us like what the intervals mean, like how they'll affect us, like mm-hmm. our, like our power numbers, like what that all means. Like it's also been super helpful. Yeah. Just to, like do you, like the science of training. And- right. Right. Because a coach can tell you to go do X, Y, and Z, but. You don't know doesn't why. doesn't always tell you why. Yeah, exactly. And then you, maybe you question Are you it. saying we're amazing coaches? Yes, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are around us a lot, which is great. You like to be with us, and we like to be with you. And you and Cody talk shop all the time. You talk about bikes and bike parts and training training and nutrition. So you, you really know more than probably the average teenager, average young writer. Yeah. Yeah, I feel super blessed to be. Yeah. Your child. Oh my gosh, thank you. She's really laying on thick. (laughs) 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 I think it's time of year to start shopping for a new bike, so she's... Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Please buy me a bike. (laughs) Um, What other questions would we have for her? I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just move on to Jack. Move on to Jack? Jack is being very quiet sitting here. Yeah. So Jack comes to us... A little different direction so Jack is a new rider on the team this year for the 2020 team and sadly we 
well, positively, we've seen massive improvements from when we first started with them mm-hmm. in November up till the summer. But sadly, we haven't had races for you to really show that off. Yeah. And then last year, you had some accidents that you didn't get to race as much as you wanted anyway. Yeah, last year was a mess. Right. I didn't. I didn't really have a coach. I didn't know what I was doing. Ethan and I would just another kid on the team. Ethan would just go out and just like ride. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> and then I. I don't know why I expected the following season to go well because I mean I thought I knew what I was doing. I was pretty confident like I was doing. Oh that. really? <laughs> yeah. You're pretty awesome. I was like, we're doing this. I was talking to Ethan. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Yeah. And then we just got well. We we did good. I, I had some good races, but for the most part, it, it was kind of a mess. I got injured twice. I got food poisoning one race. I was overtrained. It was kind of a disaster. But well, you obviously were in good enough shape for you and Ethan to get fifth at the Firecracker Fifty. Yeah. But then you hurt yourself right before Nika. Is that no? Right? So I raced. So I did pretty well the sophomore Nika races. Like the year prior. Oh yeah, but 18. I mean like yeah. last year, like the yeah, year, but, junior year. Yeah, but I mean, so I did well those sophomore races. Okay. So then Ethan and I got upgraded to varsity. Okay. Um, in our junior year. Mm-hmm. So and then I went to race my first race, and I had really bad food poisoning. I had some rank chicken, <laughs> and it was just a disaster. I was it was horrible. Frisco, yeah, it was bad. It was so okay. I DNF that race, and then um. I went back to the training I thought I was doing, which is just riding a ton. Because you and Ethan both attend East High School. Yeah. But there's not a very competent coach there. It's more of like no. geared towards like the fun. Yeah, it's more just like, it's, it's more, more like the, yeah. The, the group as a whole, like just have fun, ride your bike. It's just getting kids into bikes. Yeah. So I had nobody to ride with other than Ethan. Ethan's literally the only kid that I rode with. Well, okay. Thank goodness you like each other. Yeah, so <laughs> then I, I cracked my elbow like two days after... Um, that horrible Nike race, I like fractured something in my elbow. So then I was then out. out yeah. I was out for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, you fractured your elbow and had a lot of stitches. So you were. Well, I fractured my elbow. That was a different time. It's different. Yeah, I oh, fractured wow. my elbow. I missed like the whole season. And right when I came back, I was going up Lookout Mountain here in Golden, and my chain broke. I had like three quick links in my chain at once. <laughs> and my, my my chain <laughs> broke into a million pieces around a corner. And I sliced my forearm, like, wide open. Or, I guess it's my elbow right here. But I sliced it wide open. I got, like, 40 stitches. Oh, wow. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, it was a bad day, but... Yeah, because we didn't really know who you were last year, in 2019. And we were actively kind of recruiting for this year, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of through the NICA You and I were going through the NICA race results to see which kids we wanted to contact. Yeah, yeah. Jack's name wasn't in there. We didn't know anything about him. Because he wasn't racing because of all of his injuries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then your friend Ethan, who we noticed doing really well, um, we approached him about being on the team for this year. And he then, was it... Ethan that said you should talk to my friend Jack as well, or I think so, or his dad. Yeah, we met them for coffee, and he wanted to be on the team, and he said, "Please talk to Jack." Right. I said, "Okay, we will. We will. We'll talk to Jack." And so we saw Jack, and as soon as I saw you, I was it clicked in my head. I've seen this kid before, and it was earlier that summer, so last summer, out on Green Mountain where we trained, and you were there riding by yourself, and we were doing our group workout. And I think Alex, you were there, mm-hmm. and Sophia, you were there, mm-hmm. and others, and we're like, "Who's that kid?" In the East High School jersey, he looks really good. And you were 
riding up the mountain really fast. Yeah, Alex says he remembers thinking how fast. Oh, yeah, man, no, I, I, I watched this dude ride by us, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, and I think I said, we should recruit him. That was the first thing you said. It was it? Yeah. God, I was so intimidated. I saw you guys all, like, huddled together, and you're, like... Getting instructions or Yeah, whatever. you're matching kits and everything. And I was like, oh, no. Maybe maybe I should say hi. And then I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, when I saw you, I put it all together, and then it was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. And then... I think it worked out really well because there were Perfect. two of you from yeah. East High School. So those that don't know Denver, East High School is a little further away than like the Lakewood area where most of our writers are from. And um, so to have two of you there together, I think was really beneficial because mm-hmm. you could carpool the workouts and all that kind of stuff. So um, so we got kind of like a two for one deal when we um, picked Ethan up, basically. So um, and it's been great and it's been really fun to see both of you guys um, progress and develop into very very strong writers over this last year or so yeah what are your thoughts about being on the team it's i mean it's like the it's probably the best thing that's happened to me like not to be dramatic (laughs) me personally no being a part of a group like this (laughs) being a part of a group like this like i just it's i feel like it was just meant to be like joining the team and then having a group to train with i mean i knew nothing like i feel like i'm in a different position than like everyone here because you guys all came from like you guys did running and stuff and you have been riding bikes forever like i started training like two years ago oh. and i just got a power or no i got a i just got a heart rate monitor last season okay or two seasons ago i mean but like yeah. i just started monitoring it okay so i i know nothing i really i still don't know anything. my dad he, okay, your he dad. likes riding bikes okay yeah. what sports did you play before I mean, I played basketball kind of, but not very well. I mainly okay. was just doing nothing. Okay. He was a chubby. I was kind of chunky. You were chubby? No, yeah. I know. Oh yeah, I was. I was chunky. He hasn't shown you his baby pictures. No, I haven't seen oh, the baby. Pictures. They're not even baby pictures like though. They're like freshman, so, really? eighth grade freshman year. Okay. Yeah, he was a little chub chub. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I just I feel like I feel like you guys know like everything. Like <laughs> I, I feel like I can ask you guys. What? I you're so knowledgeable about like literally everything I need to know. It's Especially crazy. Pickleball. Especially pickleball. Well, here's what I appreciate about you and Ethan is that you both have been really um, engaged and involved. Like you will text us, yeah. ask us questions. You'll text us and say, "Can we have a phone call?" And I love it because and, and Alex, you do it too. Uh, and that makes it makes it more fun for us. Like. We feel like you want to learn from us. You're open to learning. You're excited about growing as an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. progressing in your cycling career. It's so fun. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for being engaged. I think being coachable is like yes, that's what you're the word. For. That's yeah. the word. I'm and thinking. as a coach or coaches, like that's the probably the biggest quality when we're finding athletes to work with is we want them to to be coachable, like not just do what we say, but you know, give us lots of feedback, ask us lots of questions, and, and you do that, and so does Ethan, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's a big part of why you guys have both improved so much, and I mean, less than a year, really, mm-hmm. it's been like 10 months or something, so, um, yeah, what are some, have you made any mistakes, so to speak, training this year, or anything like that? I mean, for the most part... Not really, because I've just been following everything you guys have been saying. I've literally, I've I've been trying to be super consistent, because yep. I, I know that's how that's how progress is made is through being super consistent. Definitely, yeah. Like I mean, 
I watched that dude Lionel Sanders. I don't know if you watched that. Oh guy, yeah, that triathlete. triathlete. Yeah, he, I think he said like anyone can go out and have like one good workout, but it's about having like a bunch of good workouts in like a set amount of time. Like that's when you make progress. Yeah, because so they I, build on top of exactly. Each other. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing my best to stay like super consistent with everything you guys have been um, giving me and training peaks and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I've just been following that and. Um, just getting advice from you guys, really learning how to recover too. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know how to recover at all last year. I every time I would recover last year, I would feel like I'm wasting time or like I'm 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 not training. I'm you're not. This improving. is a, this is a waste of time. I'm yeah. not making any gains. But now I think about um, resting and recovering more in a in a training sense. Like it's actually part of training. Like as I yeah. should think about it's it. It's hard. So. It is hard. Yeah. Well, you love to ride your bike, and Ethan does too. Mm-hmm. But you. I feel like I've gotten to know you pretty well this last year, and yeah. I've really enjoyed our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I've watched your face, your facial expressions, <laughs> and your body language when we've told you that you're going to take an easier week or reduce your hours, and you're trying not to freak out. Like you're listening to me and trying to control. Well, I think your... when we took the mid-season break, like the yeah. week completely off, of several weeks yeah. back. That yeah. Oh, but... that was brutal. <laughs> I went on a run actually. Oh what? yeah, because you couldn't sit still. Yeah, I couldn't sit still, and then I couldn't like walk the next day. <laughs> well, we know you love to ride your bike, and yeah. it's been hard for you to not be on your bike for recovery. But you, thank you for mm-hmm. following the plan. And yeah, and this has been a off. tricky year too yeah. because it's like once races started getting canceled, it's sort of like, well, I just want to ride. What's the point? Why do I have to be super fit? But it goes back to that consistency principle not only on the micro level of like day to day and week to week but it's like year to year too so this year lays a huge foundation for next year and and so on for the next year and you know it takes about 10 years of consistent training for a person to really reach their true maximum potential so um it was really good you stuck with it i think a lot of people have struggled this year with sticking with the training this year because of no events happening but um i think making it as fun as possible and the group dynamic definitely helps when we're like let's meet at nine o'clock at here and we're all more willing you know able and willing to show up if we know others are waiting for us any more thoughts wonderful people no i'm good okay cool well thank you all three of you for taking the time to to join us and um those of you listening if you you know, have a young cyclist that's wanting to kind of take it to the next level. Um, we are opening up our WeDevo program. We have two different layers happening this year um, with a what we're calling our national team that's going to be really focused on the high-end UCI-level racing and the epic rides races, and some of you will do Leadville as well next year. And that's ages 17 to 22. Right, 17 to 22. And then we also have um, the WeDevo program, which will be, be ages 14 to 22 um, of riders like really wanting to take it to the next level too and it would include all you know the training programs um, delivered online you know this era of covid we're having to figure out how to do things online more with like zoom conference call Mm -hmm. meeting things and you're going to be hosting strength training over zoom this coming year yes sir um and trainer workouts over zoom and all that kind of stuff but what that has open the doors for us is now we can reach riders anywhere in the country. So not just the Denver area. So if you're listening to this and you're in Utah or California or New Hampshire or wherever, um, 
and you have a young writer that wants to grow and learn, we'd love to have them. So I'll put links in the show notes of how to learn more about that. And then along similar lines, if you've liked what you've heard Kathy and I talking about with we Development and like these young writers you've just listened to and want to help support them, um, we, De- we Development is a Colorado nonprofit 501c3 team, sports team, and we do accept uh, donations that help mm-hmm. you know fund these riders, getting them to events and helping them out with equipment because cycling is an expensive sport. And um, so there is links on our websites to make donations. And then we're also working on some fundraiser activities coming up through the fall and spring of this year um, where we'll have incentivize you guys, listeners, to make donations as well um, that'll include like maybe kits or even training programs like our base builder program that's going to be launched here soon um, could be included. So if you are thinking about making a donation, maybe wait until we get that stuff together. Right, and one more little plug for ways you can help us out. Uh, We've we've had very generous sponsors over the last two years, one of whom is uh, Corey Clothing up in Boulder. Yep. And one of the ways we can thank them for having helped our team is by sending them like accounts. So if you work for a big company in, in a city, I, I can't think of something off the top of my head, but like your company sponsors like a group of you running in the Colfax Marathon or, or the MS one fifty bike ride. Right. And I know some of these things aren't happening right now, but, but for but, next year. But groups groups train together that worked who work together and um you need clothing, uh, tech t-shirts for running, a bike jersey for an event, then consider using Quarry up in Boulder. They've been so awesome to us. Yeah, they're really good. Um, They have a really cool online store. The design process is easy, and the quality and price levels they have are really great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you have some sort of corporate event that you need cycling or running kits or clothing, definitely check out and I'll put their links in the show notes too. Um, and then also, lastly, to kind of finish the sales pitch, is the end uh, or starting this next year. If you also work for a company or own a company and want to potentially sponsor WeDevo, um, we are always looking for um, that as well. And this is the time of the year where we start trying to recruit those sponsors so we can get their logos on the kits and our websites and um, things like that. So something to think about as we move towards the end of the season kind yeah. of thing. So we really appreciate people who've been so generous. Yeah, definitely. So Well guys, thanks for being on the podcast. It wasn't too bad, was it? No, it was fun. Thanks for inviting us. No, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah, so we'll finish up the rest of this season that never was, I guess, this month and then uh <laughs> start looking and forward to next year. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks for listening everybody. All right. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>